0: Hey beautiful humans, welcome back to another chapter of Ray and Me. Sit back, relax and enjoy my evolution. Recently, got diagnosed with fibromyalgia. If you've been following my journey for a while, you might have already known this. Um, but if you've been following my journey for a long time, a longer time, or you've known me for a long time, you will also know that this isn't the only condition that I suffer with. Fibromyalgia causes intense pain all over the body, and comes with a long list of symptoms such as chronic fatigue, problems with mental processing, extreme muscle stiffness, IBS and headaches as well as depression and anxiety. This is just a very short list of the symptoms though and everybody's pain um, and uh, struggle with fibromyalgia is subjective of course to them. I've always had issues with muscular pain, my mental health and IBS, but was never really given an answer for my pain and suffering other than it was more to do with my type 1 diabetes control. I've not yet spoken about my diagnosis publicly as it's taken me a while to process what it truly means to me to have this illness and it's taken me a while to muster up the bravery to speak out about the struggles with it as a mother but also allow myself to understand the grace of the gifts that it has given to me as a mother too. Of course, everything I mention here today are my own experiences and are my own thoughts, but I share them in the hope that I can connect with someone else and they will also know that they are not alone. Number one, (laughs) my illness may be invisible, but I am not. There are so many times, especially in the early stages, where because I knew nobody would be able to physically see my pain or distress, that there was simply no need to acknowledge it myself. I would sit and forget things all the time, be anxious about going out, struggle to lift my daughter up and even at times fight my body's need to sleep. To the point where I couldn't even lift a cup because I didn't want people to not see something that I could fully feel. It's that awful feeling you know, of helplessness with this condition that I find most debilitating because it can come on in the blink of a second while I'm washing the baby or singing Wheels on the Bus at playgroup, being intimate with my husband and one touch can feel like I'm being burnt alive. It's that overwhelming sense of never quite being comfortable in your body because she's always that one step ahead. And for me, it's always felt like I've been running a race that I inevitably know I'm never going to win. I think the most important thing I've learnt here is that I am not invisible. My pain is totally visible and it's viable to me. It doesn't matter that I could walk to town yesterday but can't wash myself unaided today. It doesn't matter that I spent the whole day cleaning one day and can't lift my head off the pillow today. I am still doing my very best, I'm still a great mum, I'm still a great wife, I'm still a great friend and daughter and still the best version of me when I learn how to truly listen to my body one minute to the next and that leads me to my next point. Number two, those who don't listen will feel and I'm sure that you know everyone's heard this saying before. And I've made the mistake many a time with my illness of overdoing it. I think the main issue is that I trick myself into telling my body that she can go on and do this because it's not too much or it won't take long. I can go with this myth of an idea that my body won't feel the consequences, especially if others are involved. I've ignored that voice of my body who tells me, stop now, Ree we can't do anymore. And i felt the consequences for a whole seven days sometimes afterwards. This condition makes me truly understand and appreciate that I must listen to myself or else my body won't be able to function the way it needs to. Number three, taking care of my mental health is paramount. This is vital for me and always has been. More than ever though, this condition has allowed me to understand just how powerful our minds can be. Because a lot of my symptoms are highly triggered by the lack of control over my emotions. Meaning mental pain equals physical pain. My depression triggers my body to just... has had me writhing in pain and has taken me to my bed for days sometimes. And depending on the severity of my emotions, even weeks... Making sure I know how to process my feelings and emotions in a healthy way means I'm not only able to protect myself. It means I am also able to shield others too by trying to be more self-aware surrounding my behaviour. Of course I mess up and I stumble but I'm learning. Number four, structure is key. (laughs) I have always been told that I am a structure queen. I love to plan. This, of course, can be both a curse and a blessing. But more than anything, it allows me to follow a bespoke setup for my days. I do, however, sometimes go overboard with this when I'm not careful. And that's when I have to stop myself and be self-aware enough to know when my overthinking and overplanning may be detrimental to my mental health. Whenever this happens I tend to make a small to-do list that I tick off, maybe a weekly one so there's no set or allocated time to get things done by but just so that I always try to keep myself moving knowing I can take a break whenever I need to or become overwhelmed. A great tool for this is a law of attraction planner. I actually have one linked in my Instagram stories that I use, but it's one from Amazon and it's a Law of Attraction Life Success Planner. There's loads of them on the internet. Um, Anyone is is perfect because they're all just fantastic. They all do the same thing. It's great for really making bigger goals into bite-sized tasks while keeping you focused and positive. Point five. Surround yourself with healthy patterns. Being sick doesn't mean we always have to feel sick or unwell. Our bodies respond to the stories we tell ourselves so I try to tell myself a new and positive one every day. I've recently tried Tai Chi which I loved. Um, YouTube have great videos for beginners to try it just makes you more aware of your body and how to shift negative energy out of your sphere without vigorous motion. I also have a gratitude wall where I color, like, I have a coloured card with all the things I'm grateful for that day on. And I just write on that card with a gel pen or whatever pen you're comfortable writing with. Um, and I write as many as I can each and every day. I also have post-it notes all around my mirror with loving affirmations on them for myself. So every time I look in the mirror, I remember all the great things about me instead of getting triggered by something negative about the way I look. I make sure to be conscious of the music I listen to, how I process new information and what I watch on the television. It's so easy for all of us to speak words of disgust and unhappiness over ourselves But if we could see the physicality of our words, I think we would choose softer ones. I am learning every day that my body is capable of extraordinary things. It can present my emotional pain into physical manifestation, but it is also capable of powerful healing inside out. As a mum, I have to pace myself. That's the reality. And sure, there may be moments where I miss out on certain things with my child, but I'm grateful to be here in this moment, trying my very best to be the best I can be for her and for my family. There's no better time than now to receive support, social groups, social networks and friendships that bring us closer together. I realise now that I have never been alone and I never will be alone. And that with patience and gratitude and small steps every single day, my life becomes easier and smoother. So it's been about, I'd say, eight months since I got diagnosed. And um, after I had Aurora, I was in a real state of, I'd say I was in a real state of just deep pain. And I don't just mean physically physically. I mean emotionally because I knew there was something going on with my body, I had a lot of swelling going on, I had a lot of um, pain and it was getting to the point where I wasn't feeling like myself and people who have had a chronic illness for a long time or have a chronic illness or living with a chronic illness, whatever that might be, you will know that you become somewhat numb to pain. So you know, I often get comments like, wow, I would never be able to do that, or wow, isn't that painful, Um, when I talk about my experiences, or maybe having to do injections, and I guess people suffering with chronic illnesses don't generally realise how strong they are, because um, I don't really have, we don't have options, but to do these things to stay alive, Um, so for example, I don't have an option but to take insulin, and to do injections um several times a day to to have a um a little sensor um stuck in my arm to test my blood sugars every day there isn't an option you know if I want to live a healthy and prosperous life and I want to be here for my child then I guess I'm not viewing it as something as a strong person would have to do I'm just viewing it as something I have to do to stay alive Um, and so maybe I don't always appreciate myself in that way, I'm learning as I go but this felt very different because it was really something new and because I was a new mum I wasn't ready to accept that it was something else that I was going to have to carry and I wasn't really sure where it had come from Um, because being being self-aware and being aware that to a certain extent our we can manifest illness, we can manifest um, physical pains just the way that we can sometimes manifest emotional pain and so I was really at a tug of war with myself of where has this come from um, and I guess there was just so much trauma throughout my pregnancy that there were things I needed to really deal with um, and still hadn't deal with, dealt with while being pregnant that had manifested into my body a lot of fear a lot of you know unprocessed trauma like I said and um a lot of worry and just um unease you know and this had manifested itself as fibromyalgia um and I think for me there are some really great points that I list here um within this piece that the main thing for me is to maintain my mental health, because when my mental health isn't up there, my diabetes isn't up there with me, my fibromyalgia isn't up there, my polycystic ovaries plays up, you know, all these symptoms start playing up, Um, we're not all on the same page when my body and mind aren't on the same page, and so I try to lead with my mind, I try to lead with the health of my um, mental well-being, because that's really what's going to sta- you know, stabilise the rest of me. And I feel really strongly about that. There are some times when I feel like my emotions are flying out of control and that really is felt um, spiritually and it's felt physically most definitely. So I really feel like for me to get to a great place physically, I would first need to be in a really good mental state. And so that has become paramount that has become dealing with things that are sometimes uncomfortable or things that I would really rather not think about or you know have to cry about or have to speak about but in order for me to be healthy all round and be the best version of myself all round it means dealing with things all round and that means taking the great stuff with the really shit stuff um the whole topic of chronic illness and um, pain and trauma is a whole other topic that I will be unveiling in the next season of Real Me. So next week is going to be the last episode of season one and then next month is going to be the beginning of season two. Um, and so I guess I really want to leave this episode just saying that just making some key points here that I think are really important as a mother talking to other mums um who also have a chronic illness but specifically maybe the illnesses like fibromyalgia or diabetes or um any sort of pain, chronic pain conditions um or any condition, you know, scrap that or any condition I just want to say that you having an illness doesn't make you a bad mum. It doesn't automatically make you a failure as a mother. And that's something I wish I would have maybe had instilled in me, especially, you know, my family were absolutely fantastic and great, even though it was still a really uneasy time while I was pregnant. But I also want to just say that that would have been something really great and have been instilled in myself by the people in my medical sphere because the people you know who are medically looking after me those are the people that I saw nearly you know <laughs> every other day or spoke to every other day for a good you know six seven months so for me there's this constant there's this constant it's like a cloud that hangs over you when you've got a chronic illness and you're pregnant um and that's not me being negative that's me being real because that's what this podcast is meant to be about it's not meant to sugarcoat things it's meant to be about bringing the light into the darkness but in order to do that we would have to talk about the dark parts and the dark part was that there was this cloud hanging over me as a pregnant type one diabetic a very high risk um individual carrying this baby um and just there was there was always I always came out of my appointments I'm trying not to get emotional but I always came out of my appointments feeling like I wasn't gonna be a great mum and I didn't know how to be a great mum. Um and even though that makes me really emotional, it makes me really emotional because there's so much strength that I found, um, in becoming a mother, there's so much power and love in becoming a mother, um, and yeah, I have to work 10 times harder sometimes to make my dreams come true, I have to work 10 times harder to be a good wife and hold it all together and be the best mum and hold it all together. and keep working on myself, and I guess this is another reason why I haven't come out and spoken about this topic yet, and it's taken me so long to talk about this topic. Um, and I guess I'm I'm only really talking about it right now because everybody's voted for this, and it, they voted for it two weeks in a row. To be fair, so I thought I'd better um, have a chat about it. But there is so much strength in becoming a mum, and especially if you've got a chronic illness. Um, I just want everyone to know that being sick doesn't mean that you're going to make your child sick or you're going to not be a good mum or you're not going to be able to manage or that, you know, it's bad to ask for help. Because I promise you, I promise you it's not a bad thing to have to ask for help. It's actually... Really special thing, Um, and in the end, something I want to just end this week's episode on something that's really empowering. In the end, you will find your feet, um, especially if you're a new mum. I think that's kind of just a consensual thing that everybody kind of says when you're a new mum. But if you're living with a chronic illness, and you're pregnant, or you have just become a mother, I want you to know, with all my heart, that you find your feet, and you find your rhythm of love, Um, and once you find that rhythm, and you get that balance right, of love, of yourself first, everything else falls into place, you need to figure out the best way to look after yourself and run with that. And once you find out that best way to look after yourself, the rest falls into place. And, you know, the first few months I found it really hard because I didn't know how to look after this little life at the same time as looking after mine. And I knew that if I didn't look after myself, then potentially um, I would be slacking on looking after my child because I wouldn't be in the best place physically physically. And so I just want to share that it's perfectly okay to ask for help. It's perfectly okay to have a support system. It's perfectly okay to speak to the people around you, the people who are supporting you, the people who love you. When you feel like your body is running out of steam, um, that you can't get by. Being a mum isn't all about being a superwoman. It is also about being your own hero. Um, and that's definitely something I've learned. And if anything, having a baby has given me so much more power and strength and um, and love for myself and um, just in awe of how much how much um, how much I've learned um, about myself and about my illness and how much love I have for all the lessons I've learned through it so yes <laughs> I did tell you at some point during this season I was gonna cry but uh, that that was it those are my tears just a pure joy and of just pure gratitude and love especially to those who may be feeling how I felt all that time ago and it feels like such a long time ago but it's not Aurora's just turned one and that also makes me emotional because at one point I couldn't believe that my body was going to get me through that time um but it did it brought us both through that time and I'm very very lucky and I'm very very grateful so (laughs) more of this emotional talk um next season too so look out for that um but yes thank you so so much again for all your love and your support um on this podcast on all these podcast episodes again I'm so grateful for you opening up your heart to me and sharing your experiences with me also um just thank you so so much for that absolute outpour of love for Harness Your Inner Power the free ebook guide um which you can also find the link to if you've clicked the link in my bio to get to this podcast There'll also be a link on there for the free ebook if you haven't already read it. Um, I talk a lot about healing and those exercises, tools, music, um, all the good stuff in that book. My heart and soul went into that book, so if you haven't already, it's downloadable. It's free. You can grab it in my um, on my Instagram. The link that's in my bio. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sitting with me and um yes next week will be the last episode of this season I can't wait to bring you guys more conversations and more heart more heart (laughs) okay well um peace love and light to you guys and I will speak to you next week bye Mm -hmm.